Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives Motivational Workshop featuring myself, author Alethea Brown, here at blogtalkradio.com. Good evening, all. I would like to welcome you to our 20th Wellness Wednesday session of Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives Blog Talk Radio Show. We greatly appreciate that you have, again, chosen our program for your listening pleasure today. I know we have been off air for a couple of weeks, but I had to take a small break um, just to allow myself some time to prepare more segments and topics of discussion for all our listeners, as well as finding additional guest speakers so I can continue to provide in-depth information on all our upcoming topics. So um, I definitely missed you all. Um, Really appreciate all that have still been tuning in, listening to some of our old segments while we've been offline, and uh, looking forward to bringing you more segments as we finish out the year during the holidays, and as well as what we're going to bring to these shows starting the new year. So I am so looking forward to uh, continuing the show. I, I would definitely like to say that before we get started, I just want to thank take take this time to thank all of you, our listeners. We have well over 4,400 listeners now that are tuning in for these shows. So I just want to say a great big thank you for your continued interest and support of this program. Now, first, please allow me to introduce myself thoroughly um, for our newcomers. I am your host and speaker, Alethea Brown. I am also the author of Pink Slip, Diary of Black Authors. Um, My objectives and goals with these segments is to provide alternative solutions to all of our everyday problems. And these comments that I make on my show are based on my personal experiences. As I continue these journeys with you every week, I don't just preach it or just teach it. I live it. So these are and have been my struggles and my life's journeys too. And so let's get started tonight. I really wanted to take time to um, really prepare us for the holidays. We talk about so many different Topics and emotional wellness is one of the biggest ones. We talk about stress, and that was a big show too. So many of you responded so well to those shows. And with the holiday coming up, those seem to be the two things that really hit most of us um, a lot. So tonight, I really want to start getting some topics. So we're going to talk about emotional stress. So emotional wellness during the holidays and how to stay fit during the holidays. Unfortunately, tonight we will not have our guest speaker, Jeff White, on the line, but we will be able to um, touch base on some recommendations from him. We also want to talk about how to conquer the holiday blues, your holiday emotional and spiritual wellness. Uh, we, We want to make sure that we don't lose touch with that as well as we go through these holiday seasons. And then we also want to discuss healthy practices during the holiday. Um, I had a guest speaker that um, as we go into the holidays, she's going to provide us some healthy holiday recipes. So we want to discuss some healthy practices during the holidays so we can be prepared for the show that comes up that will provide healthy holiday recipes. Now, when we provide the recipes online, you will be able to find the post of those recipes on my Facebook page, which is Pink Slip Diary of a Black Author. So once we start talking about that, it's going to be for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and for New Year's, 
We're going to provide you with healthy holiday recipes. So I will discuss them in, in, during the show. I'll tell you the name of them, but you would have to go to Facebook to get the full description of it. I will try to put a, a download document on my website, but I know it will be easier for all of you to go to um, my Facebook page to see those recipes once we start posting them. And we also want to discuss tonight um, holiday stress and family relationships. This is a big topic. So we wanted to uh, address it. But on a lighter note, I want to throw in there a holiday etiquette. Uh, One of our listeners shared something with me. So just to give you guys a few laughs um, before we end tonight, we're going to talk about holiday etiquette. And briefly, we will touch base on single parenting during the holidays. So for all the different things that people go through, single parenting can be a bit of a struggle during the holidays, especially for single moms um, when they're the sole uh, financial resource for their family. So those are the things that we want to touch base with tonight. So I hope you're ready. I hope you got your pen and paper at hand, and let's get started. So emotional wellness during the holidays and how to stay fit during the holidays. We know for some people it is difficult to maintain emotional wellness for any reason for some of us. Now, a lot of us get stressed out depending on whose family is invited to the holiday. We all know how that will go. You know, if you're married, I know there's that conflict. This year is it going to be my family? This year is it going to be my husband's side of the family? And what side of the family don't you like the most? And generally it's a tit-tat between the two. Your husband doesn't really want your family coming, and you probably really don't want your husband's family coming. You know, so we have some people that have to deal with those emotional wellness, and we have people who are so strong about what they want for their holiday meals that when they do invite people, um, just preparing those menus can be a cause for stress. So we want to discuss that. So discussing who's going to bring or cook um, what, discussing who should or shouldn't be invited to your events, um, we all need to be open and honest about how we prepare to enjoy our holiday and be honest about those we want to share our holiday with. Even if you're married, you know, that should be a subject that you and your husband should be comfortable in speaking on. So up front, you guys should be able to say that this is the holiday and I would prefer for my family members to come or I would prefer for your family members not to come, whatever the case scenario is. So if you're a couple and you're preparing for the holidays, then the two of you should be willing to communicate who you want to spend your holiday with, what type of menu you want to provide for your guests, and it should be a joint effort. Uh, A lot of women feel their husbands don't participate, they're just waiting on the football game, and nine times out of ten, that's true. But if that's a standard you've allowed for ten years in your marriage on the 11th year, sometimes it's hard to put your foot down and expect something different. So we want to be mindful of open communication because open communication, also we've talked about this before, that can help or trigger emotional wellness. So you want to be open and honest about what you want to do, Another thing that we have to get out of the practice of is waiting until a day or two before Thanksgiving. No, we have all these people coming over our house and we haven't gone grocery shopping yet. 
you know, so we probably need to get into the mode of trying to shop a little early. I would highly recommend that if you haven't started shopping for your Thanksgiving meal, um, this weekend might be a good start because then you're putting that extra stress and strain on you as you're preparing for these meals. And you, even though you're the cook and you're the host, you still want to be able to sit down and enjoy the meal with the family members that you've invited. You know, I know a lot of us think, oh, well, it's only once a year. I can manage a couple hours. Well, that's not a good thing. You will be amazed to know the level of internal stress you can cause in yourself holding how you truly feel inside or running at 100 miles an hour for two or three days. That that level of stress that you put on your body, it, it really isn't necessary. Try to map out your holiday a little better so you can get through those difficult times. Now, I know on the flip side of this, there are other people who have to cope with emotional wellness because they don't have anyone to share the holiday with. Now, I personally, I know how that can be. It's a feeling of emptiness. Maybe you relocated and your family is not near, or maybe you just can't afford to travel with them this year, travel to see them this year to be with them. And that can cause a ripple in your emotional wellness during the holidays as well. For me personally, I would highly recommend that you not spend it alone. So just in case you can't be with your family members, doesn't mean that you have to be cooped up in your house, your apartment, or, you know, wherever you're living alone. You know, make an effort to do something different. To If you have joy, if you don't have joy in your heart, maybe you can give joy to someone else. So consider maybe volunteering um, some of your time, you know, uh, Volunteer your services to feed the homeless or help out at a church. The one thing we always have to remember is our lives aren't as empty as we think they are. You know, we perpetuate our circumstances a lot of times because if you're alone for the holidays, you don't have to be. You can choose not to be. You know, you can volunteer. Here's a scenario I want you to create. So here we go. I hope everyone's listening and probably jot some notes down with this one too. Create this scenario in your mind. Say you did relocate. So say you relocated and you can't afford right now to go back and visit your family for wherever they live. But you're looking around, and Thanksgiving is the time we're supposed to be thankful, correct? Everybody just nod and say yes. But say you can't afford to see your family, but you have a home, and you have money to buy foods. So... If you choose to volunteer at a shelter, take note how they're forced to spend their holiday without a place to call home and how they don't have the money and they're unable to feed their family. And look at your situation and think then, is it as bad as you think it is? We always have to be in mind that there's somebody out there living a lot worse. And it's the smallest simple blessings that we have in our life that we always have to learn to appreciate. And that alone is worth a smile. That alone is enough to say, I have something to be thankful for. I have something to be happy about because, again, in the times that we are still recovering from, you know, one of the worst economic downturns in the United States now, there are still people that are homeless. You know, there are still people that can't feed their kids. You know, everything with these states and cutting back on all these different programs, you know, even people on welfare can't even feed their kids for Thanksgiving because they're not getting the level of food stamps that they once were given. So when you're by yourself, 
Yes, it can be lonesome. But just because you're lonesome doesn't mean you have to be lonely. There's a different degree in those two words. And so you look at it. Yeah, sometimes you can feel lonesome, but you don't have to be lonely. You alone can choose to be lonely. And when I say lonely, lonely doesn't mean you've got to be in a relationship with somebody and all this other stuff. Lonely can just be you need to start implementing your social wellness. And we've talked about that briefly in some past segments, and maybe with the holidays I need to start reincorporating the social uh, wellness because that can make a big difference if you're one of those people who's alone and, you know, you're working through dealing with the fact that, you know, maybe you don't have any family anymore. You know, unfortunately there are people there. For me this year, I, I have to look at this as the second Thanksgiving coming up that I don't have my mom. I lost my mother last October, and last Thanksgiving was not a was not easy for me. You know, this Thanksgiving really is not that easy for me either. But I have a loving, caring, healthy daughter. And most of you that probably been listening to the show all year by now know my daughter. You know, had some near fatal health conditions last year, so I have plenty to be thankful for um, this year. But again, there's a little part of me. That's missing my mom. And so I know there are people out there that may have lost their mom, may have lost their dad, may have lost them both, you know, may not have any more family or friends, may not have brothers and sisters. You know, maybe they're so far away or haven't seen their other relatives in so long, you know, they feel that they're completely alone. But you don't have to be, you know, you can choose not to be alone. You can... Everybody has something to offer, something to give. It doesn't take anything, you know. So you get to spend one hour out of your house, go to a homeless shelter and volunteer to feed the homeless, you know, help serve food, you know, pass out coats, pass out sweaters, you know, anything like that. You'll be amazed of the joy you can have in your heart from giving to someone a little less more fortunate, less fortunate than you are. And you'll be amazed on how just that moment can improve your emotional wellness because at that moment when you realize that you have made a difference and then you will wake up and you will say, who I am, make a difference. And that too can take away your level of loneliness or lonely or feeling alone for the holidays. So always ask people to, you know, keep that in mind. When you're thinking about your circumstances, You know, we all have to be thankful for the many small blessings that we have. You have to count every little teeny blessing. And when you get to that mindset that you see all that's positive about your life, you'll find that you really don't have as much to be upset or distraught about as you may have initially thought. We all have something to give, and we all should have something to look forward to. And this is definitely the time of year to remind yourself of that. So we want to do that. You know, if we want to conquer our holiday blues and and we want to get a hold of our holiday emotional and and spiritual wellness, this is definitely the way to go. You know, if you are alone and, you know, you can't find an organization that you want to volunteer, go to church. You know, go to church. Churches are always open during the holidays. You know, go to prayer meetings, do anything, you know, pass out juice and cookies, anything. 
But I urge you, if you are alone, you don't have to be. There are so many places and organizations will love to see you walk through the door and appreciate any and all help you'd be willing to provide them for people who are much less fortunate than you. So we want to get down to that, look into that. Um, if you're you know, one of those people that's out there and, and you want to maybe this year volunteer your time and you don't know where to start, Inbox me on Facebook, and I'll be happy to do some Google searches for you and get you started on your way, because I think this is the perfect time of year for us to make that difference, one life at a time as we can, not only for ourselves but for other people too. So let's, you know, move forward with that, really look at your situation, and see what you can do. Determine what's best for you. You know, I can assure you, that it's not sitting alone in your apartment thinking about what you don't have. Um, Look around, appreciate what you do have, and go out there and develop your social wellness. Go to church, volunteer your services. Go to a movie. There's nothing wrong with going to a movie by yourself. You'd be amazed who else you could run into at the theater that's probably there by themselves too that just needs a friend to talk to. Go to Starbucks. There's plenty of people there too, you know. Don't feel that you have to be alone. You don't have to. Some people may want to, but you don't have to. But you and you alone can change that. No one else can change it for you. So we always want to keep that in mind. We can control our own destiny, but we get out there making concerted effort to do so. So if you want to conquer your holiday blues, then start thinking out of the box, thinking new, thinking different, making a change in your life. This is what this journey is all about, making positive changes in your life, and this is a definitely way to get started for the holidays. So developing healthy practices during the holiday, that is such a harsh topic for so many of us because the first thing is, well, what is healthy practices? Well, you know, if you're on a journey and you're trying to improve the quality of your life, so we're saying emotional wellness, we're talking physical wellness. We're talking fitness wellness. You know, you want to do all these, you got to create and maintain healthy eating habits during the holiday. Um, you want to do that. You want to make sure that you're planning ahead for all that you choose to indulge in because between parties at work and neighbor parties and family parties and things can get a little out of hand when you're trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle around the holiday. So, um, plan ahead, determine what you're going to eat and what you're not going to eat, and don't let anybody twist your arm and then you turn out you did eat it. You know, try to, you know, make substitutions. Um, don't make food as fatty, as some of us say, and I myself would have to be one of those people because I'm a soul food cooker, have always been, and I think I will always be, but I know when I throw in my peach cobbler this year, I need to cut back on a little bit of the sugar and the cinnamon. So that's what we're talking about, making substitutes, finding ways to create the meals that you love in a healthier way. You know, avoid overeating. Now, that's a big one, especially for you men. I know that's a big one. Football game is good. You're going to overeat. If the food is good and there's plenty of food, you're going to overeat. But try not to. Try to, you know, have moderate portions of food. Um, 
you know, don't fill up your plate as much and try not to go back for the fourth or the fifth time for the day because in the end, two, three days later, you're going to fill it. And you're going to feel yucky and you're going to be full and all stuffed and, you know, then you're not really enjoying your holiday because you're suffering through, you know, the aftermath. Just the same as when you're dealing with emotional wellness and you do tend to go somewhere else, then you need to focus on your beverage control. So don't assume that any alcoholic beverages that are being served at any event that you choose to attend is making you feel better. They don't. That's one thing I like to remind people when you're going through the holidays. Going to a club or going to a party and just drinking yourself away is not making you feel better. There's an aftermath to consuming too much alcohol as well, and we all know that. So I remind you, and the only statement I will make on that is to drink responsibly. So, you know, keep yourself hydrated, limit yourself on your alcoholic beverages, and just a reminder, you know, drink responsibly. That You really have to do that, um, especially if you're driving, you know, make sure you got a cab, make sure you got a, you know, sober buddy that's going to be the designated driver, anything like that. We definitely want to remind people of that as well. And if you're running around and you're preparing for the holidays and with the moms and you know, trying to run around and Christmas shop and hiding the gifts from the kids. Um, you may be able to skip the gym a day or two, but, you know, try to at least keep any type of physical fitness plan that you got. You know, try to still do it, you know, even if you're just doing it in your bedroom in front of a, you know, a TV infomercial or anything like that, you know, just try to do it just to keep it up so that within that week or so that you're off your schedule, it won't seem, you know, too hard to get back on track because it seems like as soon as Thanksgiving goes, Christmas just pops up around the corner, and that's a whole nother ball game when it comes to, you know, trying to keep up with everything that you want to do as far as maintaining your healthy um, eating habits. So we definitely want to continue um, looking into that. You know, holiday parties are also a great time to relax with friends and coworkers and, they have caterers that come in and they bring all these different dishes. So um, it's hard to keep ourselves on the path for at least weight maintenance during a holiday. But here are a couple of tips that I found for you guys that I would like to share. So eat a little bit before going to the party. Um, this way you don't eat too much while you're at the party. Eating slow, I'm told that eating fast can tend to uh, lead to consuming twice the amount of calories in a sitting. Uh, it's always ha- a good habit to keep a glass of ice water when you're at these parties. You know, if you have a big plate, you're going to fill it up. If you use a small plate, this will limit the portions. You know, so these are little different things to be mindful of as you want to start cutting back. You know, if you are at an office party or, you know, invited to some type of an event, take a look at what's being offered before going through the buffet. Fruits and veggies may be at the end of the buffet, and your plate may be full by the time you get there. So, you know, scan the buffet to see all that they're offering before you start piling up on your plate. 
because the worst case scenario is you're going to pile everything else that you first saw on your plate, and then when you go back and you see the other side of the buffet, well, you're going to stuff yourself with like, oh, man, I wanted that too, and do it. So, you know, scan your buffet if, if you're you know invited to one of those parties like that to make sure that you don't overeat and to make sure you still try to eat something healthy for that night. So um, really how much you indulge in alcohol or beverages, you know, you want to do that. Um, try to keep away from the saucy meats and, you know, all the cheese, the dips and desserts, and, you know, try to keep it to a minimum, especially if you're on the still doing our fitness journey, our wellness journey. Um, I lost a total of 12 pounds for the month of October, and I'm not sure what I'm on target for yet for November because I haven't gone to the doctor yet, but um, I can tell that I'm losing inches this month. I have a lot of clothes that have been in my closet that I have been able to fit this month that I haven't worn in years. So I'm feeling healthy and, and feeling good about um, maintaining my weight loss, weight loss goals that I set with you guys back in September. So I hope that all of you that are still following that program, you know, are, get, are very happy with the results that you've managed for yourself as well. And I look forward to you inboxing me and, you know, tell me about your story and let me know how things are going. So those are some of the things that we want to focus on when we're trying to maintain healthy eating habits. Um, when you do it, just, you know, try not to overdo it. Try not to overstuff yourself. I mean, so many different things can kind of backfire when we do that, and then it takes us days to kind of recuperate from, you know, putting our body through that after a while. So... Um, we definitely want to do that. One of the other things, too, and, I, and this is a very big topic because I know we've had sessions where we said we let's talk about stress. So we want to do a show coming up um, coping with holiday stress. Holiday stress it can, can be a totally different animal uh, for some people because you got work-related stress and then you just have family-related stress and all these other different things. Well, holiday season can indeed be like a wonderful and exciting time of the year, but for some, it can also be very stressful and overwhelming. Many of us tend to overextend ourselves during the holiday, and this was something we talked about a few minutes ago. Um, and here's another topic, too, that I want to start bringing to the forefront, especially for the new year is, um, we can overextend ourselves during the holiday both with our time and our finances. Finances can bring about a level of stress in your life too, um, worrying about them than anything else. So uh, you want to be mindful of that. And so we really want to touch base on um, your finances and we're going to really talk more in depth about that as we start approaching Christmas because that's the biggest time that finances really start kicking in when we go into the Christmas season. So it's definitely going to be part of our topics. We will revisit coping with holiday stress specifically for Christmas as well. But um, this, because it's just so many people may feel pressured to make up for cutbacks that they've had to make in recent months by spending above their means, so well, there's a lot of different things that we want to look at that. And that's another thing, too, even just for Thanksgiving. You know, this year you may have invited more people than you probably can afford to invite, and that can be, a, a you know, 
a source of contention for you. Whereas you want to impress your family, you know that there's going to be a financial backlash for you once this Thanksgiving holiday is over. So, you know, again, you know, cut your coupons, do what you have to do, but, you know, don't overload it, you know, just to have a good time. So, because a lot of us, you know, we tend to think that a holiday season is a time for family, but however, bringing everyone together uh, can also be as stressful if there are some unresolved tensions in the family. Now, I know we all have experienced the uncle that, oh, my God, he came, who invited him, why did they invite him type thing, and, you know, people bringing up stuff that happened 30 years ago because they can't let it go. You know, there are some families that go through that every Thanksgiving, and if you're finding yourself married into a family like that, you know, and if it's causing you some type of distress during the holidays, then you really should have an open enough relationship with your spouse to discuss it and see if there's other options that the two of you can determine you would like to utilize when your next holiday comes up. So open communication with couples is definitely, this is definitely the time of year to be open and honest about what causes you stress. So here's just a couple of things that we'll share with you. Here are some tips that can help you cope with holiday stresses, and it's just some little tips and and then we're going to review this in more depth, too, as well for Christmas. So, uh, But you don't want to focus on having a perfect holiday. Honestly, that's almost a null and void thing. There can be great holidays, but perfect holiday, what actually makes a perfect holiday? I think if we don't focus on trying to make it perfect and just enjoy it for what it develops into being, then, in fact, that is the perfect holiday because everyone enjoyed themselves. So when you try to make it that way, it doesn't turn out so. But if you just let it flow, then it does. So focus instead on having an enjoyable holiday, and that includes time for relaxation. Everybody needs a breather. Everybody needs a little quiet. If you're the only one cooking and you're cooking and you're constantly on your feet and no one's assisting you with the meals that you're preparing, then you need to take the time to relax in between whatever your chores, whatever responsibilities you've put on yourself for your family, for your holiday, and for the events that you have. So you definitely want to take the time and put some relaxation in there. Again, don't focus on just having a perfect holiday. Instead, focus instead on having an enjoyable holiday, and that will include time for yourself for relaxation, taking a breather from all of the events just so that you don't stress yourself out because, again, these are the best ways to avoid having a stressful holiday. So we definitely want to do that. The other thing that we want to do is we want to examine and maybe lower your expectations on how you want to spend your holiday. So you don't have to have a grandiose event for things to work out for you. You know, it doesn't have to be the gala of the century every year. You know, sometimes we tend to overextend ourselves in that respect. So we definitely want to look at and examine and lower expectations um, and try to, you know, do something nice for yourself. Take a break, you know, make time for a bubble bath or a nice walk in between all of it and the family visiting and everything. You know, holidays are supposed to be fun. They're not supposed to be stressful. So, and here's a big biggie, and we talked about this, and now let's talk about stress thing too. So here's the big one. Don't be afraid to say no. 
Setting limits, yes, they can seem difficult, but overextending yourself can leave you feeling underappreciated and resentful. And it's hard to have the holiday spirit when you feel that way. So, you know, try not to overextend yourself. If someone asks you, oh, can you cook so-and-so, and And here it is, you know, you've already cooked something, something, and they forgot to ask you, can you cook? If you don't have the time, if you are tired, say no. And no, there's nothing wrong with it. They can cook it. Maybe they can't cook it the way you can cook it, but it can be cooked nonetheless. And so you you definitely want to, you know, be honest and say, no, I, I don't have the time to do that. You know, unfortunately, I just... You know, I don't have to prepare. I don't have time to prepare for everything else I've already agreed to make. And people should be mindful, considerate, and respectful of whatever your response is. So, just don't take on more than you can bear because that can add to your holiday stresses. So you really don't want to do that. One of the other topics that we wanted to discuss with you. On a more lighter note, one of our listeners sent this to me, and I read through some of it, and I thought maybe tonight we're in the show on a light note since we're just getting back on air after our little hiatus over here. So tonight I'm going to share with you some few, you know, on a lighter note, holiday etiquette tidbits. So here we go. Do's and don'ts for Thanksgiving dinner. Now, each year, we know the families get together and they sit around the table for what should be a lovely meal. But we all know then there are other families who see Thanksgiving Day as a day to pick fights or grab some free food. So before you anger your relatives this year, here are some simple things to keep in mind regarding Thanksgiving dinner etiquette. First, if you are invited should you bring a dish? Now, if you're going to a nice family meal on Thanksgiving and everyone is encouraged to bring a dish, then bring some food. Most families are not going to be, you know, all mean and nasty about it, but in general, if you always have relatives that don't bring nothing, but you eat up everything, no one really likes a freeloader. So think about it. Bring a dish. If you're down on your luck, we know everybody's having a hard time. Most folks can look past, you know, skipping a year when you're bringing food. However, if you know you're doing this every year, people may choose the one stop inviting you. Um, besides, you know, really, the last time I checked, even the dollar store sells a can of cranberry sauce. So pick up a couple cans of something, cranberry sauce, fruit cocktail or something. Don't always show up empty-handed. You know, family is family, but still, you know, everyone doesn't have to, you know, bring the most expensive ham at the honey-baked ham place, but, you know, bring some chips for the kids. You know, bring some dips. Somebody else is sure to bring some chips. So if you're invited, should you bring a dish, I would say yes or no. But let's sound off on that on Facebook tonight, too. So I'm going to be doing that this week. I'm going to be sounding off what you should and shouldn't do, um, the do's and don'ts for Thanksgiving. So we're going to get started on that. Here's the next one, too. I like this little tidbit. Leftovers. Should you pack a plate to go if it hasn't been announced by the host and the cook that it's okay to do so? So 
Here's what I've been told. Please do not show up at your family's house with bowls of Tupperware containers in a bag just waiting to take all the leftovers. Not only will you earn, ooh, she's greedy award, you may not even get invited back next year. So keep the Tupperware at home and keep the empty freezer bags home too. Okay, here's the third one. And we're going to sound off on these on Facebook, so I'm hoping to hear from you guys this week. Family drama. Shouldn't the dinner table be a drama-free zone? Now, I don't know about you, but no one really cares if cousin so-and-so didn't you pay back the $20 that he owed you from 1973. We don't really need to hear that every Thanksgiving. So these are some of the things that some people do deal with with their families, and some people, they thrive off of it. They can live with it, but seriously? Thanksgiving dinner is not the time to bring up that old stuff. Just because everyone is sitting at the table doesn't mean it's time to start trying to embarrass people. And we know how some of that can go sometimes, too. They're, you know, sometimes you are that family member and you've got a new relationship and you picked this Thanksgiving to spend it with your family and you took the new person in your life to your family. You're biting your lip, you're biting your gums, you're biting your nails, fearful that that one relative is going to come out of their face and start talking about some crap you did when you're 16 and you happen to be 48 at the present time. So, you know, for those of those people who, you know, thrive off of that and family goes through that, that's them. But, you know, these are, you know, the drama Thanksgiving should be just that, thanks for giving. Be thankful for the crazy, loopy family that you have. But it doesn't shouldn't have to blow up into arguments. And I think it's sad that there are families out there that do have to go through those changes. Um, but, no, enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the kids. Enjoy the game. So here's another one, too. Say you invited someone to your home for the holidays. They're just some people's, you know, round-up folks, and they bring them to Thanksgiving dinner without warning. So say if you invited your uncle, his wife, and their daughter, but her daughter got a new boyfriend, and she bought a new boyfriend, but the new boyfriend also got a kid by some other girl, and he brings a little kid. So now you got mystery guests. Do you welcome them in your home, you know, or... Do you welcome them and then everybody else in the family sneaking around asking who that is and why he with her and, you know, all this other stuff. It's like if you welcome a mystery guest into your home, then you welcome that mystery guest in your home. If they don't look like a serial killer and they're with somebody that you know, you know, until that person wants to divulge additional background information on that person, in all honesty, even though, you know, they are – sort of an uninvited guest, but they're with a family member that you know, then no, people shouldn't be sneaking around trying to figure out what's going on, waiting until the girl decides she wants to tell you about her boyfriend. You know, she obviously is ready to make it a public relationship because she brought her to a big old event, and I'm sure she knows how her family is. So, you know, it's bad enough we have to tolerate relatives who, you know, rude or annoying, but if there's somebody at the table that no one really knows, um, it can be awkward to say the least, but allow your family to member that bought that person 
the opportunity to introduce that person by name or whatever, um, as opposed to everyone else, you know, kind of snickering around because then that's going to make that person uncomfortable and they may start agitating the family member. I want to go, you people looking at me like I'm crazy, something like that. So if you have missed your guests, try to approach it in a different way. Um, you don't really want to make that mystery guest uncomfortable, even though you're feeling a little uncomfortable. You should really speak to the family member about it as opposed to making the mystery guest, because the mystery guest may not even know that they're a mystery guest. So you definitely want to look into those scenarios. You know, I always tell people when you go to other people's house, it's a totally different ball game. you know. Everybody shouldn't have the open-door policy of loosening your belt sitting back on the sofa and rubbing your belly and saying, oh, you know, but it just depends on how lax or relaxed your family is. But, you know, these are little different things you have to look back in. So if someone's doing that in your home and you don't like it, then don't tell everybody else that you don't like it. (laughs) You know, tell that person that does it that they don't like it. It's your home. And the one thing I can only stress to you is, and, and I'm a firm believer in this, and I put my foot down about it as well, is you should never be uncomfortable in your own home, even on holidays. You know, anyone that you invite to your home, they should know automatically when they walk through the door there's a level of respect and consideration that should be provided. And so and I'm hoping and trusting that you all don't have to go through all of those different types of issues these holidays. But... These are just some of the tidbits that we can do, that we can share with each other and help each other make it through these holidays as best we can. If you have any recommendations for holiday etiquettes that you would like um, to share with me, sound off on my Facebook page, Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author on Facebook. Sound off. We want to do the holiday etiquette tidbits every day between now and Thanksgiving. So this is something that we definitely want to do. Now, like I said, normally for all of my long-term listeners, normally, you know, we'll touch base on the fitness, physical wellness, but our resident guest speaker, Jeff White, was unable to attend the call this week. But for those that are continuing their fitness journey, I will remind you of the following. You can find Jeff on Facebook as well, JW Fitness Solutions. Um, He also has his website, jwfitnesssolutions.com. Um, and you can find him there, but as he will remind you, set your goals, ask yourself what you're truly trying to, uh, intending to accomplish with your fitness, wellness. You know, do you want to lose weight or do you want to lose and maintain the weight loss? And I know during the holiday that is a big one. So we really want to, if you set your goals, maintain your goals as best you can during the holiday and try to look for some of those tidbits, try to cut back on certain types of ingredients, you know, Cut back on your meal portions so that everything you accomplished don't fail because I'm getting that point now. You know, I'm happy about the 12 pounds that I lost last month. I don't want to pick that back up come Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I've really been mindful of, you know, the portions that I'm eating and trying to keep up with my weight loss. So, you know, you got to change your eating habits, you know. Um, the different programs that you're on, try to maintain them as best you can. And in, if you're on, like, say, a Weight Watchers program or something like that, Weight Watchers tells you the different things that you can eat and substitute and still enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner. So you definitely want to look at that. And, you know, you can even see some of those programs, even if you're not, you know, with Weight Watchers online. You can go up there and, and see how you can do it. 
you know, try to continue your fitness, even if it's only, you know, seven to ten minutes a day. If you're running around preparing for family members to arrive and different things, it's understandable. But still, take that time out, you know, seven, ten minutes a day just for yourself, you know, so you can relax, relate, and release so you won't, you know, fall into the holiday stress mode. Make sure that you've, you know, kept your checklist and, and you know, keep up with everything that you're doing, um, keeping up with your affirmations and your motivations so that you can continue to move forward with your dreams. So I wish you all the best holiday season there is. I'm looking forward to the shows that we're going to bring you this holiday season. This will be our first holiday of doing shows, so I'm looking forward to interacting with you more. Um, we're definitely going to continue the shout-outs for the holiday etiquettes on Facebook. So I'm looking forward to your responses to that and anything you want me to add into next week's show. So every week, every week, all the way to the new year, we're going to do holiday etiquette notes out to everyone. So definitely share any anything that you would like to share with other people. Just inbox me on Facebook, and I'll be happy to put it out there and talk about it on the show. So in closing, I will leave you with this. And my final note to you, I urge you to follow your dreams and live your best life. So until next week, thank you for joining us on this journey.